Hey team, it's Jamie here from Writing Troubles Podcast. I'm here today to talk to you about something really hard. This is criticism uh, or feedback. I've found in my experience criticism and feedback are sort of interchangeable um, and it's a really hard thing to learn how to cope with. So I thought I'd have a little chat with you about the ways that I've learned to um, kind of deal with it in a way that helps and makes sense of what you've heard. So just as a back uh, background on, on this, I once had some feedback, which wasn't even that bad, on a particular piece of work, and it put me off writing for a couple of years because I just took it so much to heart and I was convinced that it meant I was a failure and that I'd never amount to anything. So it's a very dramatic um, way to deal with criticism or rejection that you know, it didn't really help me in any way. I didn't enjoy those years where I wasn't writing. <laughs> and I'm really enjoying now where I am writing and I'm getting some success for it. But having had that experience and learning a little bit about feedback and how you can reframe it um, has made me really good at getting bad criticism. So, well, I say really good. I still have my moments and I'll talk about those in a second. So, first of all, um, when you put a piece of work out into the world, it's terrifying. Um, as I've said before, and you're making yourself vulnerable and you're opening up a part of yourself to the world that the world wouldn't necessarily have seen before. And you can never please all the people. There is always going to be someone out there who doesn't like what you're doing and who feels the need to tell you about it because, you know, we've got the internet and that seems to be what people do on the internet quite a lot. Just look at any YouTube comments on like any video, <laughs> unfortunately. So, when you put something out there, you are opening yourself up to criticism. But even before that, if you give your work to a beta reader or an editor, um, you're doing it specifically because you want feedback, right? You want to hear what they have to say about your book and how it could be improved. So, how do you deal with that when it comes back? Now, recently I got some feedback from an editor and she was entirely correct um, that the first couple of chapters needed work and... It hit me at a bad time. I was already in a, a pretty low place. I'd um, put a book out, which is always, which is always a bad time for me. Um, see previous episodes. And I just sort of went, oh, yeah, I can't really, I don't really know what to say. So I just emailed her back. I said, yep, that seems fair. But I guess I wasn't as cheery as I usually am in an email. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I said all this stuff to fix, but I didn't give you any positive reinforcement either. And I, I'm a... I'm the kind of Libra extrovert that really loves praise. So it was like, oh, okay, no, it's fine. You know, we sorted that out and it was absolutely, it was, it was cool. But for that moment when I got that feedback, it really hurt. And not because of anything she'd done, really. It, it had nothing to do with her list. It was all to do with me having a bad day and just going, oh, I'm useless. But it's, you know, you're human. You can't avoid having emotions most of the time. So... Here's my tip for dealing with that. If you're in a bad place already, or if you just get a piece of criticism that hits you hard and you feel hopeless, it's okay to feel that way. You just have to time box it. So you have to put a limit on it. I read an article once where someone said, you know, feel that, feel that emotion. Absolutely. Let it consume you. You know, go as dramatic as you want inside your head and, you know, just give into it, but only do it for two minutes. And at the end of that two minutes, you let it go and you move on. Now, I've never been very good 
at time boxing my emotions, but I can do something similar where I go, okay, I'm absolutely going to feel it. I'm going to let it hurt. I'm going to let it do whatever it needs to do. I'm going to feel absolutely terrible. or I'm going to be a massive drama queen and have a pity party, whatever, but let it go and always have that goal in mind. You do it for a little and then you stop. And unless you have, um, depression or something it might not be good advice for you um but (laughs) if you if it's safe for you to let yourself feel as much as you can then do it do it and let it go and once you've let that emotion run its course a bit you might feel a bit more of a safe place to look at the criticism or feedback again and you might be able to look at it logically so The other thing you've got to think of is when you are taking feedback or criticism from someone, you don't have to listen to them, right? And if it's an anonymous user on the internet giving you that feedback, you have to listen to them not at all. You know, they are are whoever they are, they felt the need to do that thing on that day, but it doesn't have anything to do with you, most likely. So if someone said to you, you look ugly today and it was your best friend you might go oh shit maybe I look ugly because that's your best friend they know you they love you they're gonna tell you the truth but if you are walking down the street and someone you've never seen before maybe wearing a mask and a cloak so you can't see who they are says you look ugly you're much more likely to go well fuck you you know this person doesn't know me they don't know anything about me they're just being rude for the sake of it so when you get upset about criticism or if you aren't sure if you should pay attention or not just take that into account is this someone whose opinion you actually value or even trust because sometimes people will give you information with an agenda of their own and you don't necessarily know what that is so first and foremost do you trust the person giving you this feedback consider that So, you can let it hurt, judge if that person is um, someone that you trust to give you honest feedback that comes from like a place of helping rather than their own messed up agenda. And then it's up to you, so even if you do trust that person, you still get to decide if it's true or not. So, I know a lot of people I've, I've seen online have said like it doesn't matter how much praise I get, but you know, I can get a ton of praise. A whole lot of people might be my fans and they might tell me all sorts of wonderful things. But if one person says, oh, this sucks, then that's all I can remember. And I'm here to tell you that that's terrible, terrible way to look at things. Because on balance, most people think your thing is great, right? If you've got a ton of positive feedback and one person saying, meh, then who's right? And logically, you should know that it's probably not that one person. You know, you're not the emperor parading through town with no clothes on. People don't have to give you a whole lot of respect. Especially if you're publishing on the internet um, and maybe on Amazon you get a ton of reviews. Most of those people won't know who you are. They have no vested interest in making you feel good. So if they're saying nice things, then, you know, you can probably trust that it's true. However... If they're giving you feedback on characterization or plot 
or a trope that you used and they didn't like the way you used it, um, maybe it is worth considering. If people are saying, you know, I liked the story, but the editing was terrible. There were grammar problems everywhere. Well, maybe that is true. And you just have to step back, take a critical look at your work and judge for yourself if that is a true, a true thing that you need to deal with, that you need to improve on or something that you can kind of let slide. And again, this comes down to trust because some people will just pick on anything. So bear in mind who it's coming from. Verify for yourself if you agree. Now, someone once told me, and I looked for this quote online and I couldn't find it, um, but my best friend Steve said, um, he has a, a quote in his head. I don't know where it's from. If anyone knows where it's from, tell me and I'll mention it in the next episode. But if someone tells you that your story didn't work for them, they're right. But if they tell you how to fix it, they're wrong. So if someone says, you know, I didn't like the way that this character um, murdered the other character, and maybe you should have had it that they gave them flowers instead, you can go, okay, well, maybe something was off about that scene where the murder happened. But probably you shouldn't fix it by having them give them flowers instead. This is a terrible example. I'm really sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... You know, your readers aren't necessarily writers. Your readers aren't necessarily people who know about grammar or editing. They might not know the style choices that you've chosen to make. They might not know the background of the characters that you haven't revealed. So bear in mind that you can you can take that feedback and you can go, okay, next time I'll do better. But be wary of taking how to fix it advice from others who don't necessarily know the best way for you to write your work so yeah so what you've got then is you can choose to fix it you can choose to ignore it or you can choose to just kind of do better in the future all of these are, are perfectly valid responses and you'll notice that none of them are emotional um i want you to be able to set aside your emotion on this because to make it, I think, as a writer, you can't be completely precious about everything you put out there. Kill your darlings is a really common saying, and it is for a reason. It's because you've got to be able to step back and look critically at your work yourself, and other people can help you to do that by pointing out things that you might not have noticed otherwise. This is why editors are worth their weight in gold, and you should definitely use them and hire them and uh, just give them lots of love, because... <laughs> My books would not be as good as they can be. Well, as good as they are, I want to say, without sounding completely um, arrogant. My books wouldn't be as good as they are without editors and feedback from people I trust. Critique partners, um, people who I work um, in my writing group with, that kind of thing, can really give you insightful information that you might not have noticed yourself. So don't hide from the world and not show your work to anyone because it will never get better. Well, it will get better, but it won't get to the level it could get to. You need to show your stuff to other people so that it can improve and so that you can, you know, feel confident in putting it out into the world. So once all that has happened, you move on. If you imagine you had that, um, that feedback from someone saying about the murder and the flowers and you decided you're going to, you know, handle it different in the next book when someone else inevitably gets murdered. And maybe you'll have a reference to flowers in there or something, but you will have written that scene better. And then you can let it go 
and move on to the next thing. Because one of the worst things you can do with criticism of any kind is take it to heart and hold on to it like it's the absolute truth about you. Because let's face it, we're all humans. There's no one absolute truth about any of us. And to believe that is to hurt yourself, I believe. You know, it, it's going to limit you. It's going to hold you back. So, don't do that thing. Instead, critic. So, <laughs> what I'm actually saying is that you should critically evaluate criticism. And you should do it without emotion. So, let yourself feel the emotion first. Let it hurt. If it hurts, that's cool. Learn from it. You know, and you can judge if it's true yourself. Judge who the person is giving it to you is is in it for themselves or not. Or if they genuinely want to improve you and your work. Fix it. Don't fix it. Decide what you're going to do going forward. Maybe you make a note and say, okay, well, I am relying really heavily on this one word. I should stop doing that. Um, whatever. And then let it go and move on. Because you can't let yourself be bogged down by one thing someone said about you. It's just their opinion. And maybe there's some useful kernels of truth in it you can use, and maybe there's not. And that's up to you to determine if it's something you can learn from or something you can just let go of and laugh off and pretend it never happened. But hopefully you'll be getting lots of positive feedback and you can read all of those because nothing makes me feel better than seeing a comment from someone who I've never met before saying they enjoyed my book. Because that's amazing. <laughs> I had one today who said um, that I was very talented. You know, she's got no idea who I am. She just read one book and she said, you're very talented. And I was just like, that is freaking lovely. That person g gains nothing from saying that to me. So I'm going to hold that against my heart instead. And I'm not going to let go of that one because it's super lovely. Anyway, I'm rambling a bit on this one. It's a little longer than I normally episodes, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, this has been episode six, I believe. Wow, this is really low, low budget. Um, cool. So, thanks for tuning in. Um, get in touch with me at Nightwing on Twitter, at Jamie Sands Author on Facebook, or you can email me, jamiejsands at gmail.com if you really want to. I'd love to hear from you, and if you've got any questions on stuff you'd like to hear me talk about, or ramble incessantly on, uh, just hit me up. If you've got criticism, throw it my way, because I can take it. Alright, stay cool, and catch you later. <laughs>